Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pole Position Podcast. And we will introduce you to a roofer that you may just hate. Or you might like him. Although I do think he has some good points. Uh, We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Also... On the wonderful podcast, why it's okay to drop an f bomb on the radio as long as you speak French. It's fucking nonsense. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. Like, if the f bomb is an f bomb, it's an f bomb anytime. I'll explain this crazy decision uh, in a moment. Uh, Pole position podcast. Of course, you can also stream us twitch.tv slash frubar. And if you have an Amazon Prime membership, you go there, you link it to the account, it sends me Jeff Bezos money, which is nice, uh, like $4 or something. Uh, We're saving up for a gate for my house. If you don't know what we're talking about, listen to another podcast. We'll bring you up to speed. Uh, Lots of things to get to, but let's start with our man, Josh. Mm -hmm. Josh is the owner of Bigger Roofing. Now, I've dealt with a few roofers in my life. And if I'm being honest, probably 60% of the roofers I've dealt with are kind of weirdos and kind of lead more towards being, I don't want to say dirtbags, but just they, they operate on a different sphere, sphere than I do in my logical thinking or what I believe is logical thinking. So when I, I saw Josh from Bigger Roofing, I was like, I'm not surprised this guy's a roofer. That said, the other 40% of roofers I've met are awesome. So (laughs) there's probably a few roofers right now that are going, oh my God, this Josh is making all of us roofers look bad. So Josh is a guy that has been uh, making himself somewhat social media famous. He's doing TikToks and that. Um, he, He did some stuff with the Freedom Convoy, suggesting that if you don't support the Freedom Convoy, he's not doing your roof. What those two things have to do together, I don't know. But this is his latest one. He he's going to charge people more if they're if they're if they're a liberal. L- listen to Josh. Now Josh visually has a has a big beard and has like the wavy hair at top, up top. That that's the best way to describe him. Just another uh, really expensive roof. Uh, liberals drive on a BMW, so I charge another fifteen grand, and. Uh... Yeah, that's what you get for being liberal. <laughs> uh, I don't care if they watch this video either way, because there's no one else to roof, because your liberal government uh, made everybody lazy by giving them fucking serbs, and nobody wants to work, so I can treat people like shit, act like a fucking asshole, and uh, they're still going to pay me for their expensive shit, whether they like it or not, and they got to pay 25% more because they're liberal. So, hey, welcome to the real world. So Buddy's basically saying he's charging them 25% more uh, just because they're a liberal, and he knows they're a liberal because they're driving a BMW. And he doesn't even care if you watch his social media and find out that he's charging you more because, fuck it, you're not going to get anyone else to do your roof, so you're going to pay it. You're going to like it, 
You're going to eat my shit and I'm going to leave. <laughs> now here, let's break down Josh for a second. Number one, he's probably right in the sense that people are going to pay him to do the roof because it's impossible to get a roofer. Even before the pandemic craziness, it was hard to get a roofer. It's a tough job. It's tough for roofers to keep good people. Like they get filled up very quickly. It's a tough gig. So he already knows that, you know, you're kind of screwed. And if you, you're building your big fancy house, like this house that he's, he's describing in the video there he's walking in front of, the house behind him looks pretty nice. Like it's, it's a brand new build. And yeah, there's a BMW in the yard. And that, that's kind of pissed him off. Just another uh, really expensive roof. Uh, liberals drive on a BMW, so I try. He's basically saying like, hey, these people, they're buying all this stuff and spending all this money. They're so stupid. Uh, I'm just going to take their money. There's another 15 grand. And uh, yeah, that's what you get for being liberal. <laughs> uh, I don't care if they watch this video either way because there's no one else to roof because your liberal government uh, made everybody lazy by giving them fucking serves and nobody wants to work. So I can treat people like shit, act like a fucking asshole, and uh, they're still going to pay me for their expensive shit. Whether they like it or not, and they got to pay 25% more because they're liberal. So hey, welcome to the real world. <laughs> That's Josh. It makes me really glad that I don't need a roofer immediately. <laughs> because if I needed a roof immediately, I'd be like, oh my God. Or I'd outsmart Josh. Here's the great thing. I'd be happy if that guy was like, I'd, I'd go get a Doug Ford sign. I'd get a, you know, a Pierre sign, throw him up in my living room. I'd, I, you know, I'd, I'd buy like, uh, uh, you know, Brian Mulroney's books and put them out on the front porch like I'm reading them. And I'd be like, hey, uh, I saw your video. Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a conservative, so uh, we're going to peel 15 grand off the cost of my roof. Thank you. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, roofs are crazy. When I bought my first house, a roof for a bungalow would have been two grand. Like, two grand. Now it's like eight or nine. Big money. And the good news is guys like Josh are out there just literally looking at your home and saying, okay, you have this, this, and this, so I'll charge you this. Here's the thing. If you think this is new, no. This has been going on forever. You talk to anyone. You talk to anyone who lives in a nice neighborhood, owns a nice house, or has you know, a nice car or a truck or a business or whatever, you know, if you have any sort of um, display of success, I can guarantee you that if you get a couple quotes, there's always one that is extremely higher than the others. And that's just the person saying, this guy can afford it. I'm going to charge him more. And if you're a guy like Josh and you have 15 jobs to do and you lose one, because the guy goes, oh, I'm not going to pay you that. You don't even care because the next guy's going to pay you. So I get where he's coming from. But yeah, that's why my grandfather, my grandfather's a very smart guy. He owned a little dairy, not a big dairy. Like uh, he always said he made the equivalent of a high school teacher, which is good living. I'm not saying it's a good living, but he wasn't like a multimillionaire. He didn't have, uh, you know, a limo or anything. Lived in a nice small little bungalow with my grandma, few, few blocks away from his business. He went over there, worked every day. Uh, when the dairy business got conglomerated out, he had like a little nice dairy bar where people would go in and buy sandwiches and pies and things like that. 
So a good little business. But he had a rule. He always drove the same car. He always drove the same car. Even when he got a new car, even when he got a new car, it was the same as the old car, so no one would know he got a new car. Because he's like, I just don't want people judging me and thinking I'm like crazy successful or anything. I'm just a guy buying a car. <laughs> X Stormtrooper says, I disagree, John. The higher quote is always the realistic one. All the lower quotes always get up uh, to the high cost by the end. That might be true. I think it depends on what you're buying, right? Like there, there's certain things that you just know the price. You just know the price. Like there is a per square foot cost, an average. And if you're above the average, then, you know, that's a problem. That's a problem. But again, the problem these days is I don't even know what's true anymore. Like I built a barn. And I was talking to the guy that built it the other day. I said, what do you think it would cost to build another one of those barns? He goes, right now, easily. Now, this is, we built this two years ago, two and a half years ago. So it's not that long ago. He said, right now, it would be easily double. <laughs> double. And he goes, that's if we could actually get the material. Like, I'm telling you, anyone who's deciding to build a house right now, God bless them, but I think they're insane because you talk about a wild ride, that is going to be a wild ride. <laughs> Dealing with all that. Good golly, Miss Molly. Now, our friends at the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council. I, I've told you before about this group. This is not a real group. This group doesn't really have any powers, even though they run all these commercials saying, you know, we're a member of the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council and blah, diddy, blah, blah, blah. They really don't have any power. They're just a group that is organized by the biggest broadcasters in the country. And that group, their only purpose is to deflect complaints to them versus sending them to the CRTC. That's the only reason they exist. They basically made a deal that they would self-regulate and self-police themselves. So if they tell you to do something as a member, you have to do it because you're a member. But it doesn't really mean that you're right or you're wrong. And this has been a case that's been going on for a while. And, and this is how crazy this is. I just can't believe that people come to the decision that they come to, which is this. If a French radio station plays a song that has the F word in it. Fuck. Right? If a French radio station plays a song with fuck in it, it's okay. If the English radio station directly down the hall plays the exact same song with the word fuck in it, Everyone's getting fined. Everyone's apologizing. Jobs are being lost. It's the end of the world. Chat, let me ask you this. Does that make any sense to you? Their argument is always that the F word doesn't have a vulgar connotation in French. The F word in English doesn't always have a negative, vulgar connotation either. 
right? But if I say it in French, it's on a French radio station, it's okay. If I say it on an English radio station, it's not okay. Meanwhile, the majority of the people that listen to the French radio station also speak English. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. The N-word is wrong no matter where you say it. And the F-word is either either vulgar or it's not vulgar. It's not on, It's not one or the other, it's both. It's always vulgar. So you can be living in a city like Ottawa or Montreal or Quebec City or any of these. You could be in Toronto. On the French radio, French CBC in Toronto could drop the F-bomb and no one could complain. French radio station in Ottawa could drop an F-bomb and no one can complain. But if you are an English station, you can't play that big hit song, the A, B, C, D, E, F, U. You can't play that song. You got to play the edit that says A, B, C, D, E, F, forget you. I don't get it. Why, why do people spend their time on this? <laughs> like, why, why do we have to argue over it? Just say, hey, the F word is wrong. Don't put it on the radio. doesn't matter what language you're in. It's not, it's not acceptable. But instead, they're saying, no, if you're, if you're in French radio, it's okay. But if you're in English radio, it's not okay. Tabernacle. That's all I'm saying. Tabernacle. Who comes up with these? That's the thing I don't understand. There's a, there's a group of adults around a table having this discussion and they collectively got to a point where they all agreed that on a French radio station, the F word is okay. <laughs> like, how is there any hope for this planet? It's just like, doesn't somebody just go, hey guys, let's keep it simple. It's either wrong or it's right. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. And if it's right, it's right. It's kind of like you can't be half pregnant. You're either all the way in or you're not. All right, we continue. That's, that one had my shaking my head once again all day long. According to new research, uh, 65% of us believe we have food opinions that other people find weird. This is true. I just can't believe it's not 100. 100% of people should feel that we have food opinions that other think others think are weird there's not one person on this planet that doesn't have some sort of weird food combination they love that the rest of us would go "Ooh, that's weird right for example some people say that they prefer their pizza cold instead of hot i believe that i believe that there are people that genuinely prefer their pizza cold or hot. I'm a guy that I believe it's a double experience. Like, I like buying pizza because, like, tonight we had pizza. I had hot pizza tonight. I'm looking forward to cold pizza tomorrow, which will be, like, a totally different experience. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you I like one more than the other. I like, the, I like the, the fact that pizza gives me the opportunity to double meal it. Sign me up for that. Uh, some people also say... They would rather reheat leftovers 
overeating fresh food. So they would rather peel off some leftovers rather than make something new because they love the taste of leftovers. I think it's going to depend on what it is. Like leftover lasagna is different than leftover turkey or leftover roast beef or whatever. Again, yeah, pineapple and and bacon on uh, pizza. Some woman kept telling me I, I was supposed to put lemons on pizza. I've never done that, but apparently lemons on pizza is great. Craft dinner ice cream. Again, that's weird, but it's okay. This survey says 65% of us. It's 100% of us. I shocked my daughter the other day. You call me weird if you want. I don't care. I just do it. I'm sitting there minding my own business. I'm making a peanut butter sandwich. Okay? I got my whole wheat bread on one side. I got my whole wheat bread on the other side. I'm lathering it up with my peanut butter. And then I had some chips. I put those chips right in there, closed her up. My daughter was like, what are you doing? That's disgusting. I'm like, if I put the chips beside the sandwich, they're all going to the same place. I'm just being efficient with my time. Plus, I like the added crunch. Brings a nice little, you know, feeling to the sandwich. Now, I'm sure there are people in chat right now. They're saying that's the most crazy, disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. Meanwhile, there are people in the podcast going, John, I do the exact same thing. (laughs) Joey, good question. What flavor of chips? These were regular, but I would go with a dill pickle in there. I might go with an all dressed. Might. I don't think I ever have. I wouldn't do like a ketchup or anything like a Dorito or anything like that. But I think a regular chip or maybe it may be a, nah, I don't think a salt and vinegar would work. <laughs> Ex stormtrooper says, yeah, it's psychotic. Might be. My point is we have another survey where people have lied. That's all I'm saying. A uh, crazy thing that happened in New York City in Albany. Uh, they had to close their courthouse. Because hundreds of cockroaches were released during a court proceeding. (laughs) One of the defendants wanted to record the proceedings. He was told to stop. And a fight escalated. And while the fight escalated, they released cockroaches from plastic containers and now all of a sudden there's cockroaches everywhere in the courthouse and they had to shut everything down. This is a bunch of people that clearly have been watching TV. <laughs> and they're like, hmm, they can't find us guilty if we don't finish. So they're like, oh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to record it. They're going to say no. We're going to start a fight. While we create a disturbance, you release the cockroaches. The cockroaches come out. They're like, oh, my God, no, fumigate. We got to close this thing down. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, while they had this genius plan, they failed to realize that uh, the other people are not idiots. And they watched it all take place. And now uh, more hot water. uh, Things on their their list uh, of trouble now include things with tampering with evidence, criminal contempt, and resisting arrest and disorderly conduct. And restitution for the cost of the cleanup of the cockroaches. Where 
do you get bins of cockroaches? Is it a pet store? Where do you get them? Obviously, someone has them in bins, I guess, for feeding to lizards or other, like, what other animals would eat a cockroach? Ugh, the crunching freaks me out. Really kind of freaking me out on my peanut butter chip sandwich now because it's probably the same. Ugh. Freaked myself right out. Somebody's got the cockroaches. <laughs> what was the... Um, what was the uh, cockroach hotel they used to sell? And the, the tagline was something like, the cockroaches can come in, but they can't get back out. Does anybody remember that? Or am I just too old referencing a TV show? Meanwhile, in a luxury department, uh, d- apartment building in San Francisco. This is interesting. I- I'm starting to worry about some of these new apartment buildings. Remember we, we talked about the one they built in San Diego? I think it was San Diego. Might have been San Francisco. Where the whole thing's leaning. Like people paid millions of dollars for these condos and the whole building is actually leaning and they're not sure how to make it upright. And they're trying to figure out like, how do we, like, how do you give people their money back? Because the the whole building's fucked. Well, in this one, in San Francisco, uh, all these people had to be evacuated because um, they had a uh, pipe burst and the whole place flooded. The whole place flooded. 35 floors. All 35 floors were impacted when a six-inch pipe burst on the roof, which is the worst because all the water comes down. It goes into one, into the next, into the next, into the next. The second floor, so all the way down on the second floor, water was dripping from the ceiling. So they all had to get out of there, grab their cats, grab their dogs, and skedaddle. And now they have no idea where the hell they're going to live because every floor needs to be cleaned and fixed and et cetera, et cetera. Basically, not rebuilt, but close to rebuilt. All because one pipe burst. Is that not insane? Well, what do you even do? The, again, before we started the podcast, we were talking about buying homes and not buying homes because mortgage costs are going to go up dramatically in 2025. You can go watch the VOD, twitch.tv slash FruBar. And I was saying, hey, renting's not a bad option if you don't want to buy a house. There's nothing wrong with renting. Uh, although now I'm countering my argument, just be at the top floor. So there a pipe can't break and flood your apartment. (laughs) So if you can't afford the penthouse, don't rent. That's my new, that's my new rule. That's actually a pretty good rule, but there you go. I, I don't know what's happening right now with adults. There, there just seems to be adults that, don't know how to adult. Like, do we need to have adult school? Because I see so many adults that make horrible decisions. Like, absolutely horrible decisions. Case in point. And these are adults we expect to make smart decisions. Police officers, you would think they'd have a, you know, a pretty good sense of what's a good idea and what's a bad idea. So this cop in Cincinnati... He was fired and he was fired because he went out and got some tattoos. Now, that's not a reason to fire anyone tattoos. The problem was he got words tattooed across his his like knuckles. You know, people get the words across their knuckles. And this fucking genius thought as a police officer, 
the perfect words to put on his knuckles. On one hand, he had pure, P-U-R-E, pure. And on the other hand, he had evil, E-V-I-L. So when the guy's rolling up to you, literally he's saying pure evil. Not not anyone in his circle of influence said, um, Eric, bad idea. No one. The guy tattooing him didn't say, hey, before I throw the pure evil on you, what do you do for a living? <laughs> oh, you're a cop? Bad idea. So, of course, they're like, we got to fire you because we could reassign you to, like, I don't know, a job in the back where the public can't see you. But how long is that going to last? So they've basically told him you're fired. And, um, you know, maybe if you got him removed and paid for it himself, it'd be okay. But he got, he got the old one-two buck on my shoe. Is there anyone that would think this guy shouldn't be fired? Because as far as I'm concerned, like, yeah, it's fire! Not even for the tattoos, it's for the stupidity. <laughs> right? It's like, hey, you did something really dumb, and while that while that dumb move is now permanently on your hands, why don't they just make him wear gloves all the time? When he's complaining about his sweaty hands. Who does that? It's crazy. Uh before we started this, I was drinking my classic Coke Zero. And this is going to prove my point. Because someone said, John, are you drinking a Coke on camera? I said, no, 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 it's a Coke Zero. Because Coke has now made Coke Zero labels basically look like Coke. Because I think Coke Zero is now the number one selling soft drink on the planet. And the bottle I'm drinking from is 710 milliliters. And this is going to change. In fact, it already it already has. Manufacturers, if you if you pay attention, they're quietly shrinking their sizes but not lowering prices. This is how they're fighting inflation. So I'm still going to be able to buy this for, I don't know, what is it, two bucks, something like that. And the bottle's going to get smaller and it's going to stay at two bucks. Your pizza box is going to get smaller, but it's still going to be the same, same price. Uh, here are some examples. Kleenex. Kleenex now has 60 tissues inside a Kleenex box. If you had a time machine and you could go back a bunch of months, they used to have 65. Um, there are yogurt companies now that used to have uh, yogurt flips, they're called. They used to be 5.3 ounces. They're now 4.5 ounces. Domino's Pizza announced in January uh, they changed their 10-piece chicken wing deal to eight chicken wings. Same price. This is not new, by the way. And someone in chat put this up, shrinkflation. It's not news. Uh, Companies have been dealing with this for, you know, all through the ebb and flow of economic upturns and downturns. And Coca-Cola is the master at it. Think out in your life. I'm 47. Think in your life how many different forms of cans and bottles you've experienced and bought over the years of Coca-Cola and or Pepsi or whoever. Like, I remember as a kid, in Canada, a Coke can was straight down, yet in the United States, it was it was the more bubbled one we're used to now. In fact, it was more bubbled than a Canadian bubbled can. 
And then we got out of cans and we went to bottles. But the original bottles were not 710 milliliters. No, they were they were much smaller. And now they have a variety of different size. You can buy two smaller than this one that I'm holding in my hand. This one's going to disappear, though. You watch. It's going to disappear. Yeah. You know, six packs become four packs. Wait for it. Like, if you think of a case of soda, when I was a kid, a case of soda was $7.99. They're, they're now like $12.99, sometimes $7.99. But the cans have changed. And it's no longer a 24-pack. It's now a 12-pack. <laughs> right? You got to be watching for it. It's, you know, it's one of the ways that uh, grocery stores get people. Like a lot of these grocery stores, they'll have like dollar days or $2 days or whatever they are. And if you go to one store, let's just say it's this 710 milliliter uh, Coca-Cola, uh, it'll be $2. And at the other store on their dollar days, it's a dollar. But the ones for dollar days are, you know, 300 milliliters so you're actually paying more per milliliter but everyone goes well it's a dollar though it's twice as expensive over there meanwhile the guy that's selling it for two dollars like but no you're getting more for for your two dollars you're getting more <laughs> don't try and talk your common sense to me john i don't worry about math i only worry about the dollar watch for it if you are out there wheeling and dealing because this is going to happen more and more as we continue to deal with inflation. And if you're not paying attention, it's going to, it's going to bite you in the ass. Big news coming soon. Great news. In other news. Oh, in other news. In uh, other news. Stories you can share with your family and friends. Uh, don't forget twitch.tv slash You can always watch the podcast. If you have Amazon Prime, that means you're getting movies and TV shows. It also means you get better delivery, and it means you have a free Twitch subscription, which means you can go to twitch.tv slash FruBar and uh, link it up to your account. Jeff Bezos sends me $4. Costs you nothing. You support the podcast. You support the stream. Everybody's happy. It's a win-win deal. Jeff Bezos is happy. I'm happy. You're happy. We're all friends. It's great. Let's do that. Uh, also, if you've downloaded the podcast on one of the gazillion places you can download this podcast, make sure you leave a comment, a like, a share, a review. All that stuff helps all the algorithms tell everyone else they should enjoy the podcast just as much as you do. So Jurassic World Dominion is coming out. I saw one of the trailers earlier today. I don't know what the movie is about. From the trailer that I saw... I can't tell you what the concept of the movie is other than Chris Pratt is running from dinosaurs and it looks awesome. But I don't know like if they're back on the island or if the you know dinosaurs have swam off the island. No idea. It just looks awesome. I'm in. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, she retold a story that she learned from uh, Sam Neill. Now, Sam Neill's been in the franchise for a long time. He's been in that franchise so long that back in 1993, when Jurassic Park first came out in London, Princess Diana was at the premiere. And while Princess Diana was at the premiere, she got to sit right next to Sam Neill. The problem 
is that Sam Neill had his kids with him. And one of his kids kept dropping farts and bombs. And Sam Neill was always worried that Princess Diana thought it was him, not his kids. And it probably was. They had a premiere for Jurassic Park in 1993 here. Mm -hmm. And Sam Neill sat next to Princess Diana, actually. (gasps) Yeah, and on the other side of him was his young son, who had very terrible gas, lots of flatulence. And like Sam was like, Princess Diana thinks I'm farting this entire (laughs) screening. (laughs) What do I do? I don't know. I think if you could make Princess Diana remember you, uh, I think that's probably a win. (laughs) Also, I believe it was Sam Neill farting and blaming his kid. Because if I was sitting next to Princess Diana and I had to fart, I would blame my kid all day long. Now, ex-Stormtrooper saying that, that the movie's getting bad reviews. I don't need to hear that. I don't need to hear that. That Top Gun, though, that Top Gun, that new Top Gun can't get better reviews. Literally every person I've heard that has seen it, every review I've seen, everyone's like, it's the best movie ever. Really? Best movie ever? Okay. I think my son's going to watch it tonight. Now, this dude, he, cl- he, he claims he wrote Ice Ice Baby. I don't know why all these people, we talked about the Mariah Carey one the other day, where the guy's like, hey, she ripped off my song. Like, dude, that's been out since 1994. It's 2022. It's not even Christmas. How are you even complaining right now? But Mario Chocolate Johnson, he's a rapper and a musician. He helped him uh, create Vanilla Ice's first album. He says Vanilla Ice took credit for writing the song Ice Ice Baby, but he's like, I wrote it. Why have you not brought this up sooner, my man? Every song I did on that album, he credited himself. He said he wrote Ice Ice Baby at 16. He didn't write no parts of that song. He's just a liar, bro. Like, he's a liar. He was whack. Now, I believe that Vanilla Ice may, in fact, have been whack. But I don't know. I think it's common knowledge that many songs that are written, the star puts their name on it. Meanwhile, they had nothing to do with it. Uh, Elvis Presley did it (laughs) back in the day. Um, Many big stars, you, you think of the Madonnas of the world, and I don't know, I wouldn't say Lady Gaga, but there's a lot of big stars that they take a writing credit on the song even though they didn't write it. I'm sure Rihanna's on that list. They just go, hey, look, I sang it. I'm getting the credit for the writing. Otherwise, I'm not doing it because I'm going to make you money, and, and songwriters agree to it. This guy, though, chocolate's doubling down because he's like, I don't even think Vanilla Ice did a very good job of rapping either. I'm going to tell you something, uh, chocolate. It's 2022. I've known this since the first day I heard that fucking song. If, if you listen to Ice Ice Baby very well, you'll hear where he offbeat. The best he can do was that. So he couldn't, he didn't have it. Listen to the record. Uh, the world, listen to that song real good and tell me how many times you hear him offbeat. He lies, period. <laughs> you speak ill of Robert Van Winkle? Ice, ice, baby. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. I sit back with my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? No. I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. To 
the extreme. I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. Dance. I don't think if you had a Kanye West or uh, an Eminem or a Snoop Dogg, like whatever favorite uh, Dr. Dre, if you had the best rapper doing Ice Ice Baby, and I'm being dead ass serious on this, if you had the best rapper taking Ice Ice Baby and dropping the rhymes, it's not a hit. It's only a hit because Vanilla Ice did it. It's the whole package of weirdness that drew us in. It's, if someone competent had done that song, we would have been like, eh, it's all right. <laughs> like, if someone competent had done that song, we would have been like, hey, man, they just, they just totally ripped off Under Pressure, right? That's all we would have said. In this, we're like, wait, this guy's ripping off under pressure, but he's also kind of wearing like MC Hammer baggy pants, but then he's got like that Dolph Lundgren hair, and he's white at a time where white guys didn't rap, and it's not that he's bad, but he's not really good, and the song's kind of ridiculous in the sense that the, the lyrics are Ice Ice Baby, which oh, doesn't make any sense. Like, Mario Chocolate Johnson, he wrote the song... And put in Ice Ice Baby, and the guy's name is Vanilla Ice. If he wrote the song, why isn't it Chalk Chalk Chocolate? Again, I, I don't have any time for anyone who comes out in 2022 to complain about a song from 1990. Chocolate, my man, we got better things to do. That's all I'm saying. You might be right. I'm just saying we got better things to do. We have bigger fish to fry, like this guy in Florida. I don't know why in Florida... Anyone ever thinks man versus Gator that man's going to win? Gator always wins. If I can get to Bodog and get some betting on whether a dude in Florida is going to be bitten or eaten by an alligator versus win, I'm taking the alligator every time. This guy got bitten. This is great. He's out there in Fort Myers. He's 49. He's, he says he's walking his dog out, outside the motel. Okay. And this guy with a fucking straight face says, uh, yeah, I was out walking my dog and uh, shit. Um, I saw a dark, dark figure. I, I thought it was my dog, but it wasn't a dog. It was the alligator. <laughs> he says he managed to uh, escape. But as he broke free from the grips of the jaw, he also felt a tearing of a chunk of his leg. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't heard this guy yet, but I'm going to take a wild guess that this guy's going to sound uniquely Florida. And I believe that when we hear him, again, I haven't heard him yet, I believe we're going to believe that he was maybe drinking. Okay? That's my guess. Let's see if I'm right. Let's see if I'm right. A man is recovering from an alligator bite. Sarasota County deputies say the man was bit after he thought the gator was a dog. It happened just after 1230 this morning outside the area of the Warm Mineral Springs Motel in Northport. The Warm Mineral Springs Hotel. That sounds sketchy as hell. That sounds like when someone calls their hotel a resort, but when you drive by it, you know it's not a resort. Like it's just a clever name. 
This TV news better let me hear this guy. Deputies say the man was walking outside. He saw a dark figure moving along the bushes and the gator bit his leg. According to FWC, a trapper removed a seven foot gator from the property. Boo, I wanted to hear the guy. Look, lock it in. He was drinking. That guy was having Pap's Blue Wit ribbons. He was listening to Sweet Home Alabama. He went outside. Yeah, he did think the gator was his dog. But not because it was dark, but because he was three sheets to the wind. Write it down, bow dog it up, bet it all day long. It's right. Meanwhile, in Canada, <laughs> this I actually can't believe this doesn't happen more this doesn't happen more often. This guy in Canada, he's um <laughs> for some reason, he fell asleep in the back of a school bus. I'm gonna guess also because he was drinking. It's Alberta, right? They're they're uh, boot scooting boogieing all the time. Anyway, he uh, gets onto a bus. He falls asleep in the back seat. Driver wakes up. Uh, he goes to pick up the junior high kids. Uh, the junior high kids get on the bus, see the buddies passed out in the bad back. What do you think they immediately do? Junior high school kids immediately starting started taking pictures of this dude. <laughs> Which, quite frankly, is what I would expect. The driver, though, wasn't really sure what was going on until eventually the students are like, oh, hey, by the way, Mr. Bus Driver, uh, there's a dude sleeping back there. When the kids on this school bus spotted a man hiding at the back, one took a photo of him and his juice box, canned tuna, and a tin of salmon. Turns out not even the driver knew he was on board. The company, Cunningham Transport, says it has nothing to hide. In fact, they say they're looking at surveillance footage. There's a camera right behind me. It shows how the man got into the bus in a St. Albert parking lot while the driver was away from the vehicle. I don't think buses are hard to break into. Like, I think there's a story every year of kids getting into buses and stealing fire extinguishers, and maybe that just happened in my town. But I'm pretty sure I've heard that a hundred times. I remember one time, <laughs> I could tell you a lot of bus stories. We used, to, we used to have some pretty epic bus runs, epic bus runs. One time we had this guy, his name was Don Johnson, and this was at the time when Miami Vice was huge. So to have a bus driver named Don Johnson when Miami Vice was huge, because Don Johnson was on Miami Vice, it was like epic. Except our Don Johnson, he looked more like Don Knotts than Don Johnson. And we were um, riding down Main Street, and my buddy Chuck thought it would be a good idea if he, if he if he if he threw yogurt out the window, and he had like one of those big containers of yogurt. Now the problem when Chuck did this is all the windows were open, so the yogurt never actually really left the the bus it literally just came back in the window and now all of us the the three rows of guys that were uh, encouraging charles to do this i'm sure uh, we're sitting there covered in yogurt <laughs> like covered in vanilla yogurt and don johnson he stops the bus and he comes back and he looks at us all and he starts shaking his head and he goes i've told you kids before no eating on the bus. And of course, I, in my mind, I was like, mm, eating on the bus really isn't the problem here. It was more the throwing yogurt out the window problem <laughs> than the eating on the bus problem. I took a cab once. I had to go to Ottawa 
and I had like a really early flight and I didn't want to leave my car at the airport. So I took a cab and the cab company sent me a, a li- uh, not a limousine, but a, a, a minivan. And I'm sitting in the minivan, like the driver's in the front seats and then there's that next row. I'm in the next row and we drive all the way to Ottawa from where I was about an hour. And just before we get to the, the airport in Ottawa, the guy's like, I got to get some gas and I wanted to get money from the bank machine or something. So we stopped there. I get back in. He's still inside. And out of nowhere, a, a woman pops up. Out of nowhere, there's a woman in the back of the van. I'm like, whoa. And it's like 5 o'clock in the morning. She's like, oh, sorry. I, I just came with my boyfriend for the ride. I've been sleeping back here the whole time. <laughs> I was like, damn it. I didn't even know you were back there. Uh, here is a, another sto- story from Florida that will... Uh, It's not one of the good, wacky, fun guy getting bit by an alligator stories. Ten days ago, Florida police released a mugshot of a 10-year-old boy that they uh, publicly arrested for allegedly threatening a mass shooting at an elementary school. Now, this is a 10-year-old. Daniel Isaac Marguerite was arrested and charged with making a written threat to conduct a mass shooting after sending a text about this elementary school. Basically saying, There's gonna, we're going to shoot it up. Now, this kid's 10. Now, the now the dad's speaking out. Okay? So, this is the dad speaking out. Put yourself in his position because you know he's being judged as a parent because his 10-year-old has threatened to shoot up a school. And I'm sure every parent on Facebook is saying, who are the parents of this kid? Like, why? what's going on that this kid's saying this? So the dad is speaking out. He says his son is being held uh, still in a juvenile detention center. Now he's 10. And the question that we would ask is, at 10, is that too extreme? And I don't know if I'm saying this because it's not my kid. And it's easy to say when it's not your kid. But I'm kind of like, hey, when you do something that extreme at 10, a few extra days in juvie might send you the message you need. No? To me, heartbreaking and, and, and very confusing. He's never been in trouble. He's never had any type of disciplinary action, not even in school. I don't think Daniel really understood the, the, the gravity of the situation. 100%. That's, that's true. We all know that. He's 10. But, you know, at 10, at 10, you know right from wrong. You might not be good at it, but you know it. Here's his attorney. What was done by Sheriff Marcino was part of his larger political agenda. He has made it clear that he is the law and order sheriff. What we have here is fake law and order and real consequences to defenseless children, such as Daniel. So Daniel might be u- being used as a ploy, and that ploy is the sheriff getting on TV and showing everyone who voted for him, because remember in the States they vote for their sheriffs, uh, especially in Florida, getting on TV saying, look, we're not putting up with it. Not on my watch. School shootings are serious. It's nonsense. We need to end it, and I don't care if you're 10. If you're 10 and joking about it, you're going to pay the consequences. I would argue if you had a 10-year-old rolling through the airport and your 10-year-old stood up and said, my dad has a bomb, that 10-year-old and the dad probably would get in some trouble.
I don't like the idea of a 10-year-old being held in juvenile, but here's what I don't like more. 12-year-olds rolling into gro- uh, convenience stores holding guns and shooting them uh, to, to rip off stores. That, that, that just happened. I don't like any age kid, 18, 15, 16, whatever, shooting up their friends and enemies at, at public schools or high schools. So this might seem extreme, but I'm going to say sometimes, you know, this is hyperbole, just so we're clear. Sometimes you have to shoot a hostage, meaning sometimes you have to make your point so crystal clear that everyone goes, we're not messing around. And I don't know about you, but we were talking earlier before we even started the podcast about teachers and the crazy things they're now doing in the States to protect themselves. And there's been like 27 school shootings in the first half of the school year in the United States. I think now is a good time to say we're not messing around. And yeah, Daniel, it sucks that you need to be the poster child for it. It's unfortunate. But you're 10. You got a long runway ahead of you. And, you know, this is the, if the worst thing that happens for you is you, you spent three or four days learning that you did something you shouldn't do. That's not really the end of the world. That's a learning opportunity. Is it ideal? No. In an ideal world, I'd rather be shouting, how dare you lock up that kid? We haven't had a school shooting in 100 years. He just doesn't get it. However, that's not the case. That's not where we are at today. And I think at this point, if you don't take every incident very serious, because here's the thing. If Daniel rolled into a school and actually shot up the school, everyone would say, why didn't they do something? He, he said he was going to do it. Why didn't they do something? Now that they do something, there are people going, oh, I can't believe they're doing this to a 10-year-old. Well, no. Daniel is the, the, the phone in the lake. You know, I told you guys this. I threw my son's phone in the lake. And I did it because he was being a knob. He wasn't helping. He wasn't being a productive family member. And he gave me that teenager shit eaten grin. We did a whole PowerPoint on it. There's a, there's a gazillion times I've taught, told you this story. If you don't know the phone in the lake story, you know, send me an email and I'll, I'll, I'll call you and I'll explain it to you. Um, but I threw my son's phone in the lake because I was outraged at his behavior. And that was years ago, probably four years ago now. But the funny thing about that moment in our family is uh, my other kids and my son, but the other kids as well, they now know there's a line they can't cross with me because a phone will go in the lake. And, you know, my daughter, love her. She's great. One day she was doing something that was, you know, just kid being a kid, but she was pushing it too far. I looked at her and said, remember, I threw your brother's phone in the lake and she immediately changed her behavior. And, you know, with my older son now and his friends, I'm a legend. Like his friends come over and they, they're like, I'm just going to hold on to my phone, John, just so you don't throw it in the lake. Right. Like they, they get it was a moment and it, we can look back on it now And also, honestly, since that time, my son doesn't work one-handed anymore. What frustrated me that time was he was working one-handed because he had his phone in the hand and everything he did was like one-handed and I needed two hands to help me. But now he doesn't do that. He's a really good helper. And as are my other kids. And that moment was the kind of line in the sand where it was like, no, we don't fuck around. And I think the world needs that line in the sand with school shootings now. We need to have that line in the sand that... We're not going to let you get to the guns. We're not going to let you joke about it. 
If you joke about it, if you goof about it, if you write it on the wall, if you scare other people, if you scare parents, if the police have to come in and spend time here, you're going to pay the ultimate price. We're not messing around anymore. So I, I feel bad for a 10-year-old boy because a 10-year-old boy shouldn't be in juvie by himself. A 10-year-old boy shouldn't be used as a ploy by a sheriff. Shouldn't be. But you know what? Hyperbole, exaggerating the point to make a point, sometimes you have to shoot a hostage. Sometimes you have to make the point that we're not messing around and this is what's going to happen. And, you know, if it was my son, as a parent, I wouldn't be supporting it. I would be probably just like this parent, frustrated and upset. But when I turned on the TV news and saw, you know, the, the dead children in Texas, I'd be like, you know what? I, I, you know, I don't like it, but I get it. And I don't, I really don't like it. This is my son. Like I, you know, I threw my kid's cell phone and like, asked me if I really wanted to do that. Now, I also argue that I saved uh, probably about $4,000 in therapy. Because I never felt better after that moment. I felt great. <laughs> I felt like I had accomplished something. <laughs> Which probably needs... I probably need therapy, is what I'm saying. All right. That's enough of this nonsense. Uh, another podcast coming your way shortly. If you, like the, if you like the podcast, like it, comment, share it, send it. Follow me on Twitter, at John Pohl. All that good stuff. Everyone in the chat, you guys are wonderful. I do have to say, next week, I have a very busy week. So, uh, there might be something Monday and Tuesday. Nothing Wednesday on. Uh, and then back to normal after that. This is my last. This is my last uh, crazy week before summer next week. So uh, just I, I just next week might be sporadic, uh, but hopefully it will be a Monday Tuesday deal. All right, that's what I got. That's what I got. I mean, I had stuff. That's what I got. I guess I should restore your faith in humanity at some point too. We've done enough talking. Are you done? done. I'm done. Yeah, and it's done. Okay, done. We made it. I appreciate you spending time with the Pole Position Podcast. You're always welcome to reach out. I love your feedback. Nightside at email.com. On Twitter at John Pole at J-O-N-P-O-L-E. And on Instagram, the Pole Position Podcast. If you enjoy what we're doing, do me a favor. Share it with someone you trust. We're going to take over the world together. I'm John Pohl. And I love you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. Thank you very little. Thank you so much. No, I'm serious. Here, here, and peace. I'm out like I stole something. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.